0: Sea Fox SoundCloud. Boom. <laughs> My name is Lars and I um play drums.
1: You play drums in the rock and roll band Metallica. Yeah, right, yeah up
0: and coming rock and roll band. Uh <laughs> coming up to uh we're playing the uh, Vancouver Theater up there uh shortly.
1: Yeah, what do we got? And here?
0: um there's a chance that uh there's a record deal just about looming around the corner. So if it all works out and with all the uh, support from our friends at Sea Fox, uh, maybe this can happen, and we'll have a, a, a shot at, at, at our moment.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, hopefully, a few people come out and see you guys. August fourteenth, BC Place Stadium, going to be a mega show. <laughs> I, I just, I wonder, do you have any memories of like your first or an early show that Metallica played in Vancouver?
0: Um. Well. Obviously, I have a lot of memories of Vancouver because of the, uh, you know, if you go way back to the Bob Rock days, to uh, the Little Mountain days, uh, to the studio, you know, with the Bruce Fairburn and, you know, everybody used to come up and make records from Aerosmith and Motley Crue and, and all that. So there was, you know, Vancouver was on the radar really, really early on, you know, in the mid to late 80s for for a lot of the the rock bands down here in the States and and it was a great place to go make records and so on. I I think we came up there um, the first time, like I jokingly said uh, at the Vancouver theater uh, on the right, the lightning tour in 1985. And, um, and then we came back and played again. We did a run across uh, Canada, literally from East to West in the month of December in 1986 on the master puppets tour. We played, I mean, every place from, you know, the Chakudamese to the Ramouskies to the, uh, the, you know, uh, crazy, you know, places like that, uh, all across, obviously, you know, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, Quebec, uh, and then Edmonton and Winnipeg. I remember we had a day off in Winnipeg, and we were, um, it was like, you know, minus 30 or something, it said on one of those outdoor temperatures on like a bank building or whatever it was. Um And then we ended up, I think the last show on that run was in Vancouver. And then obviously, you know, we spent some time there recording uh, stuff for the Black Album and and had some good times. And then there was the whole movie endeavor where we recorded basically uh, most of the main footage um, for the 3D movie Through the Never that we did in 2013. We shot it. Uh, in Vancouver at the Rogers uh, joint there in the summer of 12. So I would like to say that Metallica and Vancouver have enjoyed quite a, an extensive relationship over the years and has always been, uh, actually, I have to tell you, which I don't know if I've ever told anybody up there, but I actually came up there one time, literally just on vacation. (laughs) I came up and hung out in Vancouver for a couple, three, four days um, back in, I don't know when that was. That was probably in oh, oh two or three maybe, and like hung out and literally just you know like went to restaurants and you know hung out in Vancouver. It's, it's always been a great place, and we've had a lot of good times, a lot of fun, crazy memories, and and it it's always uh I think has treated Metallica well, and 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 it's it's certainly one of our uh, places where I think we. We feel a sense of sort of homecoming or whatever so to come back and um and play at uh, at b c um, it's gonna be awesome in in August,
1: I guess when you guys are in california uh getting all that sunshine sometimes you need a little bit of the gray rain just to kind of knock it, <laughs> knock the edges off those metal songs
0: <laughs> well yeah I, listen i whenever we've been up there in the summer i've always i remember um there's some place down on on the water where you can rent like you can rent like power boats or speed boats or whatever, and you can sort of take them up the inlets. And I've done that a couple times. Uh, there may have even been a time or two where uh, the sun was uh, peeking through the gray. So, um, it, 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 you know, we've we've always had a good time up there.
1: Yeah, okay, I'm gonna go through some of those black album lyrics now, a little bit uh, deeper, and see if I can I can I pull out a few Vancouver threads. <laughs> a few Vancouver threads in <laughs> the black album lyrics. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, see, see if they're in there. See if they're in there. Uh, okay, you guys are going to be coming uh, back to Vancouver, and, and have, we've just talked about, uh, you know, Vancouver's a place that you guys have visited uh, throughout your career, I mean, from the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and, and here we are in 2017. Uh, it, it, the latest record that you guys put out, um, it, to me it, it sounds like, I don't, I don't know if a word amalgamation is the right word, but I want to say like, I feel like this Hardwired to Self-Destruct is the album where I'm starting to see pieces of Metallica's career, you know, from maybe Kill 'Em All, all even into the 90s and then into your 2000s stuff, maybe finally all put together on one record.
0: You know what, uh, in the last six months as I've crisscrossed this wonderful planet and done lots of shows and interviews and appearances and, and you know, I've heard so many analogies and assessments of this record. Uh, thankfully, pretty much all of them have been super positive and, and very complimentary. I, I've heard everything, you know, Metallica is back to this or back to that or doing <laughs> this again. or And and I think that the best thing that I could do is kind of just nod my head and agree with all that. I When we sit down and make a record our primary goal is to come up with the best collection of songs possible in that moment. Uh, and sometimes when we've made records, that have been uh, like a battle cry or blueprint or, or the destination point, you know, that's been more obvious or more focused than at other times on this record. There wasn't really a specific kind of thing that we were going after. We We just wanted to, like I said, make, sort of the best you know, turn the best songs into the best record possible. I I don't think that there's a, a right or wrong way to look at at these songs and and if a lot of people seem to feel that this certainly has a correlation to previous Metallica records and I'm not gonna talk anybody out of that yeah. <laughs> whatsoever. So I'm I'm stunned and 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 kind of overwhelmed at the amount of love and appreciation that's coming, you know, in the direction of this new record. People have really embraced this record in, in ways that we did not even think was possible, and uh, so I'm happy with that. And and uh, all the rest of it's gravy. If 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 like I said, if, if people think that it's this or that or whatever, I'm not going to talk anybody out of it. It it, um, it 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 seems to just connect with people in ways that um are very special and and I'm like I said very appreciative of that so it's it's a, it's a good time to be in Metallica right yeah now.
1: I, like I would think that's got to feel good for you guys in the band um you know to keep creating and to to still you know make a record that that connects I mean I I feel like even if you're just to cut away a lot of the history of the band and this record just kind of came out on its own um. People should be able to grab into it like a modern record, right? Without necessarily being like, "Oh, it yeah, sounds," I, you know, like, you know, "Oh, listen, it sounds it, like the it, '80s." It's like it does, but I feel like it's filtered through a, a modern aesthetic.
0: Yeah, I mean, this day and age, when releasing records is such a crapshoot, yeah, and you have no idea what's really going to happen. I mean, it really is the wild west out there, um, and and the remnants of of once. Functioning music business and, and all this stuff. I mean, who knows what the hell is going to happen when you put a record out? So I'm just happy that people seem to, like I said, really care about this record, embrace it uh, on a worldwide basis. This record has just really connected with people um, in, in, in so many different countries and where we've been from. You know, in the last couple of months from. Latin America to Asia to, you know, I don't know, China, Mexico, Singapore, wherever, I mean, all these crazy, crazy, wonderful places we've been. So it's um, certainly in this day and age where putting records out is, uh, like I said, uh, always uh, like a, you know, you never really know what's going to happen and you never quite know what to expect, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, there was much more of a, it, it, it just would fall into a, a sort of an, an expected, it would fall into like an expected path or whatever, here's the record, now this is going to happen and that's going to happen and it would sort of be by the books, you know, nowadays, who knows what's up down and sideways, so the fact that that you can put out a record that people care about and that um, that seems to connect and sell and, like you say, uh, sound somewhat uh, relevant or contemporary or whatever uh, people say about it is a pretty awesome thing.
1: Uh, I, Lars, we, we've definitely hit our, our time that they told me in the email we'd have, but oh,
0: okay. uh, I was hoping
1: I could I uh, just That's get sure. one, one more comment from you of if course, you don't have Jay. to run to the next thing. Uh, you guys have been playing shows. You've played Infinity Shows. You're going to play again August 14th at BC Place. You know, I don't know what's going on in your personal life, but I would imagine you don't need to do it for the money at this point. What is firing up Lars on August 14th? What moment <laughs> in the show is firing up Lars? <laughs>
0: um, listen, running away with a rock and roll band in your early 50s, uh, that's kind of a pretty crazy, kooky thing. And um, we really have a lot of fun doing this. Now we, we found a way to set up touring in a way that it doesn't, um, uh, sort of, you know, beat us to a pulp in terms of the scheduling. You know, we go out for two weeks usually, and then go home for two weeks. We charge our batteries, go out. So we, we found a way to sort of set up touring in a, in a functioning way. Um, connecting with a lot of friends and, and familiar faces, but also connecting with a lot of younger kids who have never experienced Metallica before. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy to travel around the world and still, you know, read, you know, thoughts on social media and talking about, I'm so excited to see Metallica tonight because I've never seen them. You know, I'm 14 years old. It's my first Metallica experience. I mean, that's just golden. I remember being and, that kid.
1: Uh, I remember being that kid.
0: Like, no, it's, but it, it's I mean, an amazing it, time. It, it, it's really cool. So it's... Uh, you know, to be able to uh, to go out there and still connect with the boys in the band and connect with an audience—that's um, that's a feeling and an experience that's never gonna dissipate. Uh, there may be a time where physically it's not gonna be possible in the way that it thankfully still is. Um, but hey, listen, uh, this is what we know and this is what we love and. Um, we're going to keep doing it till, at least for the foreseeable future. Right now, we're physically healthy and and somewhat mentally still barely sane enough to um, to sort of do it. So it's it's a, it's a lot of fun, and and obviously we all take our responsibilities at home and raising our kids and looking after our families and you know dealing with our whole sort of domestic situations very seriously, but running away with a rock and roll band. I'll take that. (laughs) It's still awesome. uh, So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, so far so good.
1: Do you ever sit, uh, sit around sometimes and be like, I wonder what, you know, if my tennis career had taken off, how that would have (laughs) been.
0: Yeah. I, uh, those are, uh, those are short, those are short thoughts. (laughs) Uh, they they often come up in interviews, but, um, yeah, that, that tennis career, yeah, no, I I think it it all worked out fine. Thanks for
1: asking. (laughs) Uh, okay. Uh, what is what is one song that uh when you guys play it live on the fourteenth from the new record that I should really pay attention to what's the one that gets you fired up to play live
0: um, wow well, um I don't know we're we've played uh i think we're seven into the new record now mm-hmm. um they all connect i mean uh, hardwired connects in Incredibly live, uh, moth into flame. You know the ones that have been on the radio. Uh, uh, what's it called, Atlas? Yeah, Atlas Rise. Know, I yeah, I still, I just know by the numbers on the TV. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, uh, that's like most yeah, of us. Atlas, Atlas Rise, Rise, Hardwired. Uh, moth
1: into the Flame. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Moth connects well. Uh, we've been going a little deeper in the last couple of months. We've been playing um, Confusion. We've been playing Halo. Um, which is track six, Uh, we've been playing that a bunch. That's really connecting. That's a little bit of a longer song, has kind of some uh, more sort of metallic, a ballady type of verses in it, and a longer, grander outro. That's really starting to connect in a live situation. So um, by the time we get up to Vancouver, there it should be, uh, we'll probably hit... uh, you know, at least five songs from the new record, maybe six. So, um, hopefully all of them will connect with you. There you go. Um, and what is
1: the, uh, maybe the classic Metallica song when you're playing it live right now is your favorite to be smashing the drums (laughs) to? Um, I know it changes a lot. Like whenever I talk to bands that have been around for a while, they got a few hits. It seems to be a thing that like, um, I would say morphs over time. Like what your favorite is now was not your favorite last month. Yeah,
0: it, uh, I don't know. Um, sad but true is uh, is always fun. There's a lot of variation. I play, I never play sad but true the same way twice. And there's a lot of of fun um, fun areas in that where you can get a little wilder and a little more sideways and like you say, smash those drums. So um, sad but true is is always uh, one of the highlights for me in the live situation.
1: All right, August 14th, I'm going to be like looking on the jumbotron for your smile
0: during sad but true. Well, thank you. Jeremy, <laughs> I'll see you up there in, uh, in a couple, three, four months.
1: Lars, thank you so much. Uh, like I said, I was, uh, man, I was growing up just such a huge fan. And, uh, you know, uh, when I was 16 years old, I never thought, hey, I'd be talking to Lars on the telephone. <laughs> so that's cool. Thank you. All right. We'll see you uh, on the 14th. Okay. I'll see you on the 14th. Cool. Thank you so much. Okay, bro. I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.